Welcome to the Lebo Lion Show, the biggest marketing and business podcast on the African continent. This is a learning hub where we share marketing, social media, and monetization resources that entrepreneurs, professionals, and creatives need to build the lives and businesses of their dreams. We do this through masterclasses and conversations with experts and thought leaders in various industries. On this podcast, we believe that your mindset is the most powerful tool you have to succeed. Come on a journey with us. Let's explore the world of business, money, and mindset from a growth perspective. Are you ready to go? Because 2023 has started and it's about to become the best year of your life. My name is Lebo Lion, the voice of marketing, and I will be your host for the Lebo Lion Show. Let's go. Hi, Line Tribe. Welcome to the Label Lion Show. I'm your host, Label Lion, the voice of marketing. And today we're going to have a really spicy, spicy, spicy. Hotter than Nando's extra hot conversation. Some of you might not like me after this conversation. Some of you might like me even more. I don't know, right? But you never grow unless you go out of your comfort zone and do the brave things. Have the conversations that other people are not willing to have because they're afraid. So this is me living by example, okay? And as you can see, I'm a little bit nervous about this conversation because it's so layered. And there's so much to talk about with this thing that I think there's room for a lot of misunderstanding. There's room for just a lot of funny things. And let's hope that with this one, we get to be a bit more progressive with it. But don't forget, remember when we start our podcast, we we talk about doing all the good things. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, family, whoever needs to hear this. And don't forget to follow me at Lebolion underscore SA or at the Lebolion Show on all social media platforms. In fact, I would urge a lot of you who want to learn about business to follow me on TikTok because that's where I share most of my marketing lessons, right? And we have, like, it's fun because it's like one minute, one minute to two minutes to three minutes of marketing information that you can use in your business or as you're building your personal brand. So that's the kind of stuff that you should really... um, look for if you're going to follow me on tiktok because that's what's there but if you want more of my lifestyle you know who my friends are what i'm eating where i'm going what my business trips look like then definitely follow me on instagram so you can really see what real boss b being really is like in real life and not just you know conceptually um okay so let's get into this conversation the topic for today is the pandemic, and I say this with my chest, it's a pandemic of male podcasters, right? 
I know, I know a lot of you have some of your fra- faves and they are male and they have podcasts. And some of you even think that men started this podcasting game. You think they're the ones in Africa and around the world who really made podcasting very relevant. And you might be wrong, you might be right, I don't know, right? But the reason why I'm calling it a pandemic and the reason why I want to talk about it is because I feel like we're not aware of how powerful media platforms truly are right they influence how we think as a society they influence the decisions that we make they influence what we think the real world looks like right so the conversations that we have on media platforms they inform what we believe is the truth they inform what we think is culture they inform what we think is tradition they inform everything don't undermine the power of the things that you see whether it's on social media whether it's on radio whether it's on television all of it matters and it impacts you whether you like it or not whether you think it is or you think it isn't I mean I spoke about auto-suggestion in one of the other uh, episodes that we had and I was saying that you know something as small as product placement the fact that you might see a can of cold drink sitting next to me in every single episode you will not even realize how much you are craving that thing and why you're going to the garage to buy that can that you saw in my video so don't underestimate the power of the human mind to be influenced not just verbally but in many ways in what we see and what we hear and what we experience and that's why we had to talk about this pandemic that is male podcasters now i don't have an issue with people having podcasts i mean that's the point of technology right it's supposed to democratize access to everything and allow people to play in the game who might not have been able to play traditionally you know because of all of the barriers to entry that come with traditional structures like radio and television so we love that we have things like podcasts and youtube and you can you know record whatever you like and share your ideas we love that we need more of that we need to democratize things and allow real voices to come through my issue when it comes to male podcasters in general right and this is a blanket statement i'm talking about generally you find that their content tends to be really toxic to the entire fabric of society the entire fabric of society. Their content is toxic for men. It's toxic for women. It's toxic for all the genders that exist. It's toxic for dogs and cats. It's just bad for everybody that exists. And I don't like it. You know, you've got people like your Andrew Tates. Uh, some of these other people in South Africa whose names I won't mention. But they really aren't spreading the right messages. Am I saying people should keep quiet and PR how they speak? Absolutely not. The way I'm speaking isn't PR. I'm saying everything that I, I think exactly the way that I think it. I'm not PRing anything. But if I have the capacity to speak in a way that is mindful of other people, mindful of the power of my influence, mindful of just what it means for the culture in the next 10 years, I think anybody else who's got the privilege of having a mic in front of them and a camera in front of them has the same responsibility. What does that look like? It looks like not being discriminatory in what you're saying. So yes, I'm saying the male podcast thing is is a pandemic, but I'm not saying males should not be able to have podcasts. I'm saying we need to regulate how men are speaking in their podcasts because they're really being poisonous and toxic to society and to the next generation of young men who are meant to lead us. I genuinely believe that because of patriarchy and the way our societies are structured, men are the leaders of the things that we experience. They're the leaders of companies, they're the leaders of homes, whether we like it or not. So if our leaders are not properly educated, how can our entire society ever grow progressively or be anything that matters, right? 
I, I, sometimes when I'm watching male podcasts, I'll, like, they'll say weird things like, did you smash? I have a big problem with that. If you watch my Instagram videos, you'll see that I'm always complaining about that. Like, have your great podcast. You're doing well. Well done to you. But why do you need to ask that question in that way? If you're a father of a girl child, if you have a mother, if you're an uncle, whatever, you have a responsibility to make sure the world you're creating for them is safe for them. If a man can easily just come up to a woman and say, did you smash? Because their hero says, did you smash? Do you understand the other things that come out of that? Do you understand the entitlement that young men are going to feel in society because they think that they can just speak in that way? The way you speak informs the way that you behave. And the way that you behave is, is literally what creates society. So if I can just say to random people, did you smash? What are my actions in life? How am I behaving? How do I treat others? Am I a gentleman? <laughs> you know, um, do I know what consent looks like? Uh, if I can just ask questions in a way that is really inappropriate. Can we talk about sex? Yes, but there's a way to talk about sex. Um, can we talk about gender dynamics? Are men superior to women? Are women? We can talk about those things, but we have to be careful about how we're phrasing those things. That's why I even said, I don't like that men are just so reckless on their podcasts. I didn't say men are bad podcasters or men are terrible human beings. No, because I don't believe that. But I definitely believe that because of patriarchy and male privilege, men don't feel a responsibility to society to actually say the right things or to say things in the right way that makes their conversations progressive. And that's also why they trend. I was talking to the crew earlier. We were talking about like why content trends. And I'm telling you now, clickbait is the laziest way to create anything because all you have to do is appeal to people's banal instincts. So people are more likely to want to hear about gossip than they are likely to hear about anything that's going to really change their lives, right? They more likely to want to know about people's relationships than they want to know about, um, you know, the economy and how the, the fall of the rand is affecting how much bread is costing or how much your taxi fare is costing, which actually impacts your life more than talking about whether somebody smashed or not. So we really have to be mindful of like the content we're consuming. And I feel that men are leading the conversation because they're getting bigger platforms. They're also doing what women aren't doing, which is collaborating with one another. So it's like one toxic conversation plus another, plus another, plus another creates just this pool of toxicity that I don't understand. You know, they make sweeping statements. They also use women in their content. So someone was asking me in an IG live, they were like, uh, it seems like you don't like this guy who, who has a podcast about chilling. And I said, I, I, I think he's cool. I love what he he's doing he's successful and we're very happy for him successful one is successful all but i think some of the decisions he makes are questionable like you say you're empowering women sure but what kind of women are you empowering and what narrative is that creating in society because if you're going to empower and i know this is going to make a lot of people mad because they're going to say i'm discriminating about women but we know branding guys we know that a michelle obama is not a Nicki minaj okay if we're in a society where you're mainly seeing portrayals of black women as Nicki Minaj over Michelle Obama, it's going to influence people. We're going to have 
a new generation of Nicki Minaj's. Nothing wrong with her, but we can't have too many Nicki Minaj's in a society. We can't have too much of that, little Kims in a society. We need the Oprah's as well. We need the Michelle Obama's. We need the whatever's. And if you don't represent those people, the Michelle's and the Oprah's in pop culture spaces, then you're doing a disservice to the gender that actually is influenced by them, by aspiration and whatever, but you're also doing a disservice to the young men and the men watching because their only view of women is the Nicki Minaj, uh, you know, a little Kim. It's not a, oh my God, there's so many other kinds of women out there and not all of them are running after you for your money. Actually, some are educated, some are independent, um, some are intelligent and this is how you handle an intelligent woman. If we don't have those portrayals in those spaces, then it only paints one picture of what women can look like. So everybody loses. It's not just the women who aren't being represented. It's also the men who are creating their worldview of what women are, what relationships are, how do you speak to people. That's also being impacted by how these men speak on their podcasts. And I also just think a lot of them are whining. Like... They say a lot, but they don't have facts to back it up. And like, how is that content that's growing? For me, that makes absolutely no sense. But I get it because I'm a marketer. Um, but let's be responsible citizens. Like, if you're going to say something, back it up. You know, back it up. Like, if you're going to say, uh, Spanban is gatekeeping the entire industry, back it up with facts. Don't just be whining. And I think a lot of the time, these men are whining because they want clicks. They want views. Deep down inside, they're just desperately trying to be relevant instead of trying to add anything credible or valuable to society. And people will galvanize behind them because when you support that kind of stuff, you're not called to be a better version of yourself. You can be as lazy as you want and you can support that stuff because it appeals to the laziest version of yourself. But if you actually stood, sat back and thought, who am I trying to become? then you start to um, be more mindful of the com content that you are consuming because you realize that the people you're watching become who you are and you become them because everything they say you're taking it into you you're taking it into your being so if you if you if your grammar is improving because you're watching someone it's because you're watching someone who speaks well if you watch someone who can't chat you're also not going to have chats. <laughs> you know, if you're watching shows but no one's actually ever sharing information, you're also not going to have information. So that's the, that's the compounding effect of all of these things. And now I'm going to open up this conversation to the crew so they can ask me the spicy questions um, that are centered around this conversation about the pandemic that is male podcasts. I just think they need to be more responsible in the conversations that they're having. Responsible doesn't mean boring. It just means be mindful that you are impacting a future generation. You are creating the culture of now, not only for, Af for South Africa, but for the world. They see us through you. So the way you behave says everything about us as South Africans. And you have a responsibility to create a better narrative than just leaning into the lazy things. Crew, what do you think I'm saying? The crew is all guys. It's all men in this room. So what do you guys think? Honestly, let's have a conversation. You can play devil's advocate. Okay. <coughs> I can start. Okay. On this side. <coughs> um, what did I want to say? I was saying this before we started recording, mm -hmm. right? That um, I, I, for me, there's two things. Firstly, obviously, audience agency, mm -hmm. right? People need to interrogate what it is they're consuming, right? Because um, 
the rise in popularity of you know all of these different movements take take the red pill movement online you mm -hmm. know uh, this whole thing of you know men are the prize and all of that stuff that stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum mm -hmm. right uh, for you to succeed it means there's demand people are consuming exactly. you know this content and people are following these guys people are literally taking on what's being said here right so for me i think the big thing is that um the marketing around being if we're if we're if we're isolating this to men for now mm -hmm. i think the marketing around being a nice guy a decent guy uh, a well put together guy all of that stuff i think it sucks right now like the appeal i was yes. actually saying to someone right now that um because someone was saying, oh, what are we teaching, you know, young boys, you know, with all of these, you know, the the, the types of content that you're talking about. Yeah. And my challenge is to say, okay, fine, great. But if you really want to capture the attention of, you know, those young men, what are we doing to make being decent, to being nice, all of those things? How do you make that more appealing? Right, because right now the marketing is you need to be a bad guy to get attention. Yes. You need to, you know, all of these, uh, you know, the bad boy appeal is still, you know. Look, so Moody was asking a really great question. He so he put he proposed two two things. He said, "What about audience agency? The idea that you have the power to decide what you listen to, what you believe, all of that stuff." Then he speaks about the red pill, the red pill, blue pill concept, originally from the Matrix. Now it's just about um choosing <laughs> to be uh dangerous the game changer instead of being an ordinary uh person blue pill you know so they're saying all of these guys and how they're displaying masculinity are choosing the red pill right and then he's also saying there isn't really enough marketing or any marketing really about the good guy you know and the pros of being a good guy so why would anybody want to to do that and i absolutely agree i mean the marketing about being a good person for me just isn't really there <laughs> you know i think the world almost went okay mandela died now we can like we're done with the good people let's just keep moving with society in whatever direction we choose mandela's gone no more goodness bye you know but like there are lots of good people we are all Mandela's legacy or whatever they PR his legacy to be the good guy the kind man whatever we are that I believe so we do have the capacity to be good but there isn't enough PR about goodness and I've also found that there's ageism in PRing being good so you find that they PR being good to older people but if you're young and you're a game changer then you, you don't have to be good you just have to get results right and there's so many conversations you can have within that because Results matter, right? It matters that you get the, the views. It matters that you're getting the likes. It matters that you're growing a community online. That's great. But I don't believe that in the world we have enough marketers who really understand how to interpret social media and online new media gains, right? Because new media is your podcast and your YouTube. That's all new media. I don't think they really understand how to uh, measure what success looks like on those spaces so what they tend to do is they take the same principles of success for let's say a beauty influencer or like somebody who's sharing food or cars or something that's like content that's 
very easy to share um where there's ubiquitous you know stuff that you can use and where it's it's people are looking for it so for you to co create content for that you've already got a, a a waiting audience versus the success criteria that would be necessary for a podcast where people are speaking or a, a youtube video where somebody's just talking about something the metrics to measure those two things are very different you know it's easier for me to create virality baking a cake than it is for me to create virality having a decent wholesome conversation and too many marketing managers are using the same criteria for everything so now what's happening is people who, who want to have progressive conversations people who want to do the right thing in terms of conversation are forced to use clickbait so we're going to talk about dr nandiba and tabo besta instead of talking about the marketing principles that will help your business grow or we're going to talk about did you smash instead of saying how did you find yourself and have a healthier relationship with your partner you know because we know that that stuff is not going to trend it's not going to give the brands what they're looking for and they're going to tell us we're failing when actually we're not failing it's just that that kind of stuff has a lo longer runway so the wholesome stuff has a longer runway it takes much longer for that stuff to grow if you're not going to be clickbaity about it but there's just too much noise and clickbait is noise around us and too many marketing managers who really don't understand and have never educated themselves about how the space works so they are putting pressure on everybody the money is putting pressure on people to misbehave and behave in a way that isn't really healthy for um, our society's growth. And that's why when you look at countries like the Netherlands, uh, Norway, Switzerland, you don't hear anything crazy about those countries. There are no patriarchal podcasters who are coming out of there. Uh, or men who say, I hate women. Or women who say whatever they say. I want to sugar that. Like, you're not finding that. Because the countries are so well run. People are eating. People are fed. People are educated. And so there's a lot to be said about the state of a country in relation to the state of the content that's going to get investment. So it's not just these guys' fault. It's also the fact that the money is in the wrong places. And the money keeps staying in the wrong places for many, many reasons. Um, and that's why I'm saying this this conversation is not about hating men please <laughs> it's just about saying men also have a social responsibility to use this mic responsibly because they can't keep playing victim i can also i'm a marketer i know how to do clickbait how come i'm not saying oh well like oh i'm not i can't do anything you know the system is bigger than me how come i'm deciding to have more progressive conversations you know we all have the responsibilities within all of us not one person is responsible for changing our country all of us are so for me that's that's how i see things um choose the red pill but the red pill doesn't have to be this toxic overbearing masculine thing it's just are you courageous do you have the audacity to follow your dreams uh label line is still standing on the same stages as people who are using the toxic things i have less numbers than them but maybe more impact because i can have a life where i have cars and investments house everything <laughs> without having to drag somebody else for that or without having to be toxic in how i do things for that to exist so maybe we should be looking at those case studies because right now when you're online it just looks like if you're not doing toxic content you're not succeeding you're not making money you can't thrive and you can um you just have to know how to any other yeah that was a long answer <laughs> <laughs> okay i just want to push this conversation a bit yeah right um so 
So uh, obviously people can't see me, but I'm young. I'm 26. Yeah. And I don't want to lie. Tate is all over my algorithm. Yeah. Andrew Tate. Yeah. Ugh. Right. And he says certain things, right? Mm. That I see. Okay. Right. Like what? Yeah. I'm gonna give you an example. Can I give you two examples? Please. Okay. Cool. So he would say, for instance, like. Um, For women, right? Women are in their peak when they're young. Ah. Wait. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Wait. Okay. Hold up. Wait. <laughs> I go. Uh. So you say that. <laughs> okay, women are in their prime when they're young. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And he. These, these are his words. Yeah, these right? are Andrew Tate's, not yours. Yeah, I don't know. So he would say, like, women are born with value men um have to create their own yes yeah i've right? heard that before yeah so he would be like like for instance like a, a 21 year old mm. right i'm 26 mm. right and i really want to date this girl but and looking at the climate in south africa and what he's saying yeah it's like i i, I can't i can't like this girl is like she wants to do whatever she wants to do you know, which she, bag. yeah, she, she yeah, down. yeah, 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 Restraints right. Every day, and then <laughs> he then says, like, as a gent, right? Yeah. Obviously, I'm 26 and whatever, whatever, mm. and I haven't reached my peak yet, and I feel like it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is he wrong? And he also says that women, when they get to 30 up, yeah. then they're like, yo, I want to settle down, but I just got to my peak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now. Yeah. So this conversation, oh, and it's everywhere, right? Let's shame. I don't like Andrew Tate, but I will say that what he's saying it has been said in many podcasts. This whole thing about women are at their peak when they're young, and what's the other one? Um, creating value. Creating value. That men, women are born with value. Men have to create value. Okay, let's start with that one. That one irritates me a lot because why is it that when a woman is pregnant with a girl child, it's not a big deal? But when a woman is pregnant with a boy child, it's a big deal. Why do we celebrate that if men have no value? That's a question I have. Yeah. And just to, uh, not to do a biology thing. Yeah. The, what you just said, I don't know if people know that it's actually the man that decides the sex of the of child. The baby. Yeah. The man is the one who's responsible for the sex of the baby, not the woman. So if you have a, a house full of girl children, it's because of the man. And his sperm and his genetics is not because of the woman, right? But my question lies, if we're going to take it down to African culture, why are we saying that women are born with value but men are not if the boy child is celebrated more than the girl child when a woman is pregnant? Why are we saying that? For me, that's the basis. First of all, every single story historically all the way to the Bible starts with a man. And the value he contributes to society, how he leads everybody. That to me already positions this man as a leader, as someone valuable because without him, we can't progress. So I'm just saying, maybe what Andrew Tate and his people are saying is that as men, we don't like that we don't get the validation that we want at every point of our lives. So therefore, we feel like we don't have value. But we can flip that to women as well. We don't get the validation we want. 
I'm a woman. I've achieved so many things. But I'm telling you now, when I walk into a room, most people will ask me, how does it feel to be pretty and successful? <laughs> they don't ask me real questions. What is it? What is it like being pretty and successful? What is it? Are you married? Before they ask me about the big business moves that I've made that can actually also help them. They don't ask me that stuff. There've been many strategic moves I've made that are groundbreaking that even the guys in the room, they will not utter it to anyone else outside because they feel so belittled by the fact that a woman can have that kind of intelligence. We're not supposed to. But if I'm born valuable, why isn't the assumption that of course Lebo would have value. She would come and destroy the room. Because she's born valuable. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm very confused when they say men aren't born with value. Society literally says men are valuable. Men are valuable. Women are, are their subordinates. That's what I see. And that's how I experience life. That a man is supposed to be my leader. A man is supposed to be my boss. Even if I have something valuable to say, I must always think that a man can say it better. That's how I have seen society. That's how I see women, my mothers, my younger girls. I just see everything is revolving around men. How they think. I mean, even case studies of marketing departments in different companies. Revlon had men marketing that thing. Only men. Until the early 2000s. How, when you're selling to women, if we're so valuable, why wasn't the room full of women? Why was it men? Why was their input so important that they didn't feel the need to even have women on their team? Relationships, women aren't, they, they're aging well. <laughs> they have the money to maintain how they look. They can take time to go to the gym, to, to do what they want to do to themselves. Like, it's not as copy-paste as we like to think. You know, we are living in a dynamic world and you can do a lot to, to, to slow down the process of aging, to slow down all of those things. But we must also never forget that men age too. And patriarchy rewards them when they start to acquire things in life. Whereas for patriarchy punishes women when they start to acquire things in life. So chances are if I want to date when I'm a 40-something-year-old woman who's super wealthy, I'm going to date a man who wants to use me. Probably. The market is going to be so limited. Because men can't handle. And I'm not saying this because I'm saying men don't have the capacity. I'm saying because of our system, men aren't taught to handle being with a woman who might earn more than them, have more power than them or anything. So it becomes harder for the woman to date. But for the man... Women are taught, always be subservient. Your man is the king. So when he makes more, when he's older, I'm just going to give him more respect. Because he's being what a man is supposed to be. Inverted commas. I don't know if that's what a man is supposed to be. I'm just saying, that's what people say. That's what society says. So because he's being more of that, by virtue of just getting older and working hard like the rest of us are, <laughs> he gets more respect. But a woman is the opposite. I work harder, I get older and I'm punished for it. I'm less attractive. I think for me, it's like it's a comment, right? I think our confidence as men is misplaced. Like we are very confident to bash women, talk bad about women. But in a space where you have to show up around real men, like the alpha males, then you have nothing to show for it. Mm. So because now you want to go through the route of, okay, for me to look like I know stuff or like I'm powerful, I need to talk bad about another person. Yeah. Online or offline. I think it's like it's a thing that men has that they are like most of them their confidence is actually misplaced they're using it at the wrong places and i think earlier we spoke about i think we're having a conversation offline about you know 
like Besta, for example, the confidence that he has, you know, about about this whole thing that's happening. Mm. So for me, I think with most, a lot of men actually, because you see it when you go to when you go out, you meet them in these networking sessions and whatever. Some before they even introduce themselves, yeah. they'll tell you the name of the company they work for. Hey, like hi, BMW, Jacob. Be like. <laughs> So is Jacob your same name or your name? You know, <laughs> was like you know. So so I think our 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 confidence some and we we very soft people also when you when you think about our then they wanna do the ego thing, mm. but I think my my comment is to say that our confidence a lot of the time is misplaced. We're using it in the wrong. You can't you can't be confident about bashing something that you also not it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's 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 my a two that's a great one. So Jacob is saying that male confidence is misplaced, and it's usually power over someone, than actually just uh, mastery over self, right? And those are two different things. Like pa- having power over someone is very easy. In fact, mean boys and girls do that all the time. I can make this person feel little. Da 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 da. Power over. I feel important, but that just shows that you have a very low self-esteem. Whereas for self-mastery is saying I'm so comfortable in who I am. I'm so confident in who I am that I'm okay just being in a room, being seen or not being seen because I see myself. I value myself. You get what I'm saying? And it's not. We're not saying here that men are terrible and they just lazy. No, we are saying that we need to change the content that's out there that reinforces the toxic things about men, because all of us lose. If you, and it's not just. It's not so blatant. That's why I use the example about smashing. To the unknowing eye, if someone's saying, did you smash? Seems like such a small thing. Such a small thing. But in the greater context of things, uh, you'll see on Twitter people complaining, uh, some guy just got fired from his job because apparently he harassed some lady. You know? And maybe he, he got fired because he asked her, did you smash someone? Right? Seems so innocent on a podcast. But in the corporate world, you say that to a colleague, you can get fired for that because it's inappropriate. It's wrong. You do not speak to people in that way. If it was okay, it wouldn't be part of company policy that you can't speak to people or even ask them questions like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's got a a, a greater ripple effect than just, oh, it's just on a podcast. (laughs) We're laughing. It's so funny. No, it's not like that. It's deeper than that. Also, if you're thinking about a guy who says, did you just, did you smash? Are you smashing? Whatever, whatever. These hands instead of women, whatever you like to say. What is when a young man is hearing words like that and he's seeing it being displayed so carelessly. Do you think that when he's around other young girls that he's a gentleman and opening doors? Or is he just kind of like, yo, we're cool. We're all equal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're still a guy. In relation to society, you have more power. You are more dangerous. So if if you're going to do something, it's not going to be seen the same way as if a woman were to do it. And that's just how society is set up. So if you push me and I'm a woman, that is not going to look the same way as if I push you when you're a man. 
are you aware of that or do you think we're the same now because you can just speak any which way that you want language forces you to understand your position in society if i wanted to i would be saying many other things in this podcast about this topic that uh, maybe if i'm sitting with my girlfriends and no one's listening i'd be more reckless in how i'm speaking but because i know that this is a real platform i'm quite mindful because people are watching and these people are influenced every single day by what i'm saying and the concepts that i'm sharing whether you agree with me or not at least it's out there you know, and we're not just saying, keeping quiet and saying this other toxic stuff is fine because we're quiet about it. I don't think it's fine. As a woman, I don't feel safe. I don't like to be around men who don't know how to speak well. By speak well, doesn't just be polite and uh, be respectful. I don't like to work with men who don't know how to be around women. And you find that a lot of guys haven't been taught how to do that. So when they work with you, they're really terrible to work with. They have no respect. They give you subpar work. They prioritize their male clients over you. And I'm not saying this because I'm guessing I've experienced it many times. And they don't understand that we're living in such a dynamic society that all someone like labor would have to do is have a meeting with your boss and say, I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't like this guy's conduct. It makes me feel unsafe. And then that person's off the project. So it seems small, but if Lebo's feeling something that you can't even see, I'm feeling it. <laughs> if I'm going to go complain to a client, to, to, to a person I'm paying, they're going to listen to me. <laughs> They're not going to listen to you and what you think patriarchy is. They're not going to listen to you and what you think men are suffering in the world. They're not going to do that. And there are many other examples I can use and we can flip it with men and women because there's certain things I can, I know I can't get away with because I'm a woman. So I need to just find other ways strategically to move in society. So I'm just saying to you guys, yes, you are seeing people say small things like smash, whatever, whatever, women, what, what, what. But be careful because you're not living in a podcast. You're living in the real world. And in the real world, there are repercussions for what you say. It really does matter what you say, how you think and how you engage with other people. You said something now about, uh, and I, like, I, I want to throw a spanner in the works. That <clears throat> actually, it's not really a spanner, but I don't think it's a matter of a man being trained. If he knows that I can treat Sia this way or yeah. treat Lebo this way, mm. I think that person knows what's right and wrong. Mm. So it's not a matter of, okay, I need to be trained to treat women well. Your mother is a woman, as you said. You have mm -hmm. sisters, you have uncles and aunts and whatever. Why then in the streets do you think it's appropriate for you to now treat women this way, but with Sia or Mundiwa or, my, or Jacob, you can treat them like in a respectable manner. So I don't think it has to do with training, but it's a, it's a, it's a choice you make as a person that this is me, people are doing this, people that are influential or people that I look up to, this is what they're doing, I'm gonna do it too. That's so interesting. So Jacob is saying that men don't have to be trained to treat women well. They know how to treat people well because they can treat other men well. So we're making excuses for them essentially when we say they need to learn, right? And I would say I think they do need to learn. Because social conditioning says to men that women are not equal human beings to you. So I'm not going to treat Sia the way I treat Lebu because Lebu is not an equal human being to Sia. And that's why I give her different treatment. In fact, now people are going to be very upset. But these guys who like to say, oh, I've got a mother, I treat her so well, I can't believe a girl says I treat her badly. Most of you don't treat your moms well. Mm -mm. Your moms just allow you to get away with really basic behavior. You come home, mom, I miss you, make me food. <laughs> you sit on the couch, you don't really say much, you give her money and you go. That's not treating your mom well. 
you can get food from a helper you can pay your helper like what is it how are you creating a real relationship with your mother that's outside of her basic duties as a woman a lot of you really do think you're treating your mom as well but you're just kind of existing with her and performing what you think is good treatment right so for me that's how i feel i know a lot of men are going to feel really upset about that obviously if you really do genuinely treat your mom well guys then the message is not for you but i've heard a lot of men even men who say oh this one hey even men who say like i mean i'm over 30 right so i get hit on by married men single men all types of men and the funniest thing i swear i laugh every day when i get hit on by a man who's married because he'll say to me i cheat my wife so well i'm like what <laughs> you're cheating on her right now by coming to a single woman and proposing to go out on a date you're not treating your wife well because you're disrespecting her so what makes you think you're treating her well what you buy her things you're paying for what the bond you give her an allowance she doesn't have to work that's not treating her well if you dishonor her and disrespect her when she's not around you that's not treat you don't treat your wife well for all those married guys like to say, I treat my wife well. No, you don't if you're busy cheating on her and you guys have agreed to a monogamous relationship. If you have an open relationship, go ahead, do your thing, then you're still a good guy. But if you're not, you're not treating your wife well, stop saying that to make yourself feel better about the fact that you're not doing the right things. So I think people do that with their sisters, their mothers, their wives. They say, I treat this person well because of the things I give them, not necessarily because of who I am to them. I don't know how many men have ever asked their moms, wives or sisters, how do I make you feel? Like, do you actually enjoy my company? <laughs> you know? Um, and men take for granted that women's love is usually unconditional. If you're my son, my brother, my friend, I will love you regardless if you're taking drugs. Even if you're beating your wife, I'll still love you. Because women are taught that. We're taught to do that for men. I don't know why. Uh, but men, I don't think, ever ask themselves, does this person actually feel validated by me? Do I make them feel good? Do I even know who they are? Do you know your sister's favorite color? <laughs> like, most of you don't. Do you know your mom's, like, dreams? Do you know what she dreams of for her life? Or do you think all she wants to be is a granny to your children? Because she's a human being. She's got a life. She's got dreams. You know, so for me, it's just, it's crazy. I think men have a really weird, morph view of how they actually behave in the world uh, and they try to make that their brand instead of what they truly are which is flawed human beings like the rest of us there was like a force there like yes like deep it's the truth and i think we're convicted there like you know do you know your sisters do you know your sister's favorite color i don't have a sister yeah a cousin female cousin we're all flawed. <laughs> she annoys me. She annoys me. <laughs> and that's okay, right? We're flawed. I mean, I was watching this Christian thing. I'm not very religious. But I was watching a Christian clip on um, TikTok. And the one lady was talking about how she feels like a lot of the time in religion, uh, they romanticize the idea of romantic relationships between men and women. But they never talk about men and women being brothers and sisters you know and so it skews the dynamic and it skews how we all relate to each other because men are only taught to relate to us in a way where they're conquering us as husbands or boyfriends you know sleeping with us giving us money taking care of us instead of building with us as brothers and sisters because that's a different thing it's friendship 
it's not just romance procreating or whatever and i found that conversation really interesting in the christian community because I've, I've never really seen that kind of stuff and i think it's the same with these kinds of conversations like even these guys with their toxic podcasts where they're hating on women i think a lot of them don't even spend enough time with women like as friends i don't think a lot of them have female friends and if they do, they're not aware that this female friend sometimes is assimilating to them and just laughing at the nonsense. But she's not really calling them out on their behavior or um, being very intentional about the consequences of the behavior. Like I remember when I was younger in my early 20s, a lot of my guy friends were cheating. Every left, right, and center, every day. Now I'm here. Today we're at a bride with this girlfriend. Next week we're at a bride with the other girlfriend. Now we're at this wedding with this one, but this one has a girlfriend and we're with her the next week. Like, why am I being subjected to such low quality vibrational experiences by the men in my life if they actually care about me? If you care about me as your female friend, you're not going to put me in a position where I'm going to know your girlfriend and your wife. Pick the value I have in your life and then leave me in the corner. Go be with your girlfriend somewhere else where you're doing things you shouldn't be doing. So already if you're doing that, you don't respect the woman in your life, you know. And I started cutting people off, the guys in my life, out. When I was like, ah, I don't want to know your girlfriend and your wife. Because when, when they find out they're mad at me, they're not mad at you. Lebo, you're a woman, why didn't you tell us? <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, because my friend here is the guy, it's not you. But also why you're allowing your friends to have such toxic behavior. You're not being a good friend either. You should be calling them out and then distancing yourself if you can see that their behavior doesn't make sense. And they don't listen. They don't listen. So they'd rather us sever the friendship than them not have a side chick when they're married. Or do you get what I'm saying? And that's what they choose. It's the same with the conversation with guys where they talk about gender-based violence and why don't guys call out their friends who beat their girlfriends? You know, there's and it's not easy. I know it's not easy to call out your friend who's doing things you don't believe in. It's not easy, but also how easy is it to be their friend when they're so toxic? For me, I don't get it. Like, it wasn't easy for me to be friends with these guys when they were doing bad things. So my life is easier because I don't have to be around guys who have to lie for. I don't want to do that. Uh, and I feel like it's very disrespectful for men to expect that from the women in their lives who they call friend or sister. And vice versa with women, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to put my, my guy friend in a position where he has to lie about me cheating. If I'm going to do that, it's problematic, I think. And I have to also look at my life and understand what's going on with me that I would do that. Uh, I'm not trying to judge people. I'm just saying I'm at a point in my life where I care about the quality of the experiences that I have. And I know that it's going to impact the life I'm going to have in the next 10 years. So because I see myself in the Oprah side of things, I want to be somebody who walks their talk. And that means having the right company. And if it means that there's no company for now, that's fine. But I just don't think that you can say you respect someone if you put them in disrespectful situations. That's that's my take on it. Guys, the way the guys are looking at me. <laughs> it looks heavy. It's, it's heavy in the studio. And and maybe we're going to... Actually, let's do this. We're going to have a roundtable conversation. So it doesn't seem like it's just one voice talking about this. The conversation about the relationship that men have with society. And the, the impact of male anything on society is a big conversation. We could talk about it for years. 
So I think we do need to have diverse voices in this conversation so we can open it up to different concepts. I mean, there's certain things the guys said that I didn't think about, you know, and I'm sure vice versa. So it would be nice to have a proper round table. Maybe we'll do a two-part series and have men, women, and other genders because a lot of the time we, we don't include them in this conversation about patriarchy and the effects of patriarchy and that kind of content on those other genders. I mean, we've seen things like a rise in... Um, killing the killings of lesbian people and gay people because of the kind of content that men will like to share on these platforms of theirs where they say being gay is unnatural or whatever other lies that they like to share just from them saying that and them them being that influential as men causes people to go and kill those people you know so it's really it's really deep we can't exclude any gender every single gender is affected by the conversations and the actions that men take that's why i think that this podcast thing with men just talking recklessly is a real pandemic because you have the responsibility to be better because society is looking at you and we genuinely take your leadership whether you're aware of it or not whether you want to accept it or not it's the truth that's what male privilege is we give you we give you a leadership over us even when you're not ready to take on a leadership role you know we don't question your tactics that you use to grow even though we should because anyone can do it that way but it's fine we'll just not go there so all i'm saying is because you have male privilege use it properly as if it is a privilege and not something to squander if you guys don't know what the word squander is please google it because <laughs> i'm not going to explain it <laughs> any closing remarks are we good for the day i think yes yeah it's been deep Lots it's of, been deep. Lots of... Uh, lots he gets it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think for me, what I was just going to... Because in marketing, if, let's say, you're meant to, Let's say you're going to do a focus group. Yes. With a bunch of men. Yeah. Right? And these are all people that are consuming this red pill content. Because mm-hmm. once again, these guys don't operate in a vacuum. Yes. They are as popular as they are because they're popular. There's people following them. Uh, for some segment of the of the population, the message is resonating. Mm. So my question is, why do you think the message is resonating so much? So Mudio raised a, an awesome point where he was saying that these guys are not popular by their own making. They're popular because people actually support the content, right? Which means it resonates with society and a very big chunk of society, clearly, because they're trending, they're doing all these things. And I think the reason for that is... A, patriarchy. That is the underlying system that dictates how the entire world runs, okay? Google patriarchy, Google the, the history of patriarchy. I just think it's too deep for us to go into the into that in this podcast, but patriarchy is, it rules everything. How money moves, how we do everything. Patriarchy underpins it, first of all. And then it's education, because education reinforces the system. So if we're living in a patriarchal world and then our education reinforces patriarchy, then we all grow up thinking that patriarchy is our identity. And so we all move in a patriarchal way, whether that's women hating other women, whether that's men being abusive to women, whether that's men not being able to work with women. It's all the teachings of patriarchy and the education system that we're in. And education informs how we build corporations. It informs the kinds of products and services we we create and it informs the kinds of teams we build. So if it's patriarchy led and driven, we're going to have teams just full of men. 
where the male voice is the only voice that matters because patriarchy taught us that. Even women accept it because patriarchy. We are taught to think the male voice is the only one that matters. So we also have to unlearn that, you know, and that's why patriarchy isn't just a cage for men, it's a cage for women as well. It's a cage for all of us and other genders. And that's why we, where we have to start with the education. And these podcasts, the content you see online, that's the education. Not necessarily blatantly of us saying, patriarchy is bad patriarchy is making you do this but it's just seeing content of two men holding hands you know and being mindful of the commentary underneath how we speak underneath it that's the education the fact that there is a picture of two men holding hands is the education maybe we could have a campaign or video where you show the husband the, the wife paying for the bill instead of the husband that's imagery that is messaging we're not really saying Hey, open yourself up. Maybe your wife can earn more than you and sometimes pay for the bill, but you're showing it. And too often we're not showing that. I mean, even now I see on TikTok, you'll see content of like women saying um, they have to slip the card under the table and give it to the husband when they have to pay for something if he's forgotten his card. Why? Don't we all know that men and women work? So if the husband forgot the card, the woman can pay. If the husband is not paying and the woman is paying, what is the problem? <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Like for me, I'm like, really? Like even in 2023, we're still worried that the woman is the one taking out her card to swipe, you know? So I just find it interesting. Like we don't have enough education and the education also comes in the content that we're showing. Like we need to show more content of people just doing the right thing, speaking the right way, moving the right way, having the right relationships, teams, men and women and other genders, not just men, <laughs> you know, because the human mind is like a sponge and it's, it's not as powerful as we think in the sense of having autonomy. So if everything in my environment does not support what I believe, it's very difficult for me to maintain that belief over time, especially if I don't have the power of money, connections, access, and, and all of those things. So we do actually need a, a society or a country that's responsible that says, like Jacob was saying earlier, uh, Norway, you were saying, the Netherlands, they, they don't allow filters on IG models' um, pictures and influences. That's, that's leadership. That's the country saying, we do not want our people to have a false sense of beauty. So we're not allowing filters. In other countries like ours, they'll say, oh, it's not a big deal. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And then we wonder how those people are so confident. They love themselves. And here in South Africa, people are getting BBLs, plastic surgery. It's because when you, I swear, even I, I remember said, I said to my one friend, I wish I could just pay a subscription for a filter and put it on my face every day. <laughs> and like walk around with it. Because I'm an adult, but it's still affecting me in that way where I go, I think a filter looks better than my face. Right? So then we're opening up the plastic surgery industry. We're giving it its coins. Just from something as small as we are allowing filters. So imagine what constant communication we're saying. Did you smash? Is she a hoe? Da -da 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 -da. What that's doing to people. And how they're building their lives. The relationships they're having with their, with their wives and their mothers. It's ruining society. So we do need leadership to come in and say no. Competition Commission says you cannot speak like this about XYZ. You cannot have filters. You cannot do XYZ. Otherwise, we're all going to be in trouble. That's how I see it. You have a lot of uh, faith in the Competition Commission. Yeah. No, I don't. I just want them to do their job. Like, <laughs> at least if it's in the law, then people can fight it and get justice. If it's not in the law, then you're just complaining. 
right? And the the law helps us move society closer to better things. Uh, if ra- if being non-racial wasn't a legal thing, it wouldn't. We'd still have apartheid. You get what I'm trying to say. So we do need laws to govern things, in a very small way, but they, it helps. It helps. So on the online space, there's just too much, and I think that's also why radio is struggling to compete with podcasts because radio they have a duty to say the right thing. <laughs> they can't just speak. They have to research. If I want to speak about power. I don't know, power play juice or whatever. I need to research that thing. I can't just go on radio and say, okay, guys, I'm just going to speak. SABC is going to be in trouble, you know? But on a podcast, I can say whatever, even if it's a lie. And if I get the right views, YouTube is still going to pay me. <laughs> and that is the problem. That's why radio and TV really struggle to compete with the podcasts and stuff because they have to do their checks before they can create content. We don't have to. We can just speak out of our bums if we feel like it. And I think a lot of male podcasters are. So yeah, that was a heavy conversation. Uh, I think we can end the conversation for today, and we can we will pick it up like I said in the next uh, part series. It won't be anytime soon, but we're going to do one. I'll get a panel, guys. Maybe Father's Day. When is Father's Day? In June, maybe for June, we will have the male um, podcast situation and have maybe brave male podcasters who come and and plead the case of why it's important for them to speak the way that they do because maybe there's something they're doing that I'm not aware of that is actually progressive, right? So what is the motivation of the day? Oh, you could just be spicy. Sometimes my tweets are hectic because I'm looking through some of these. I'm like, whoa. Oh, okay. Okay. Before I share our motivation of the day, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, comment, be kind in the comment section, and follow me at labelline underscore SA or at the Label Lion Show. Our motivation for today, or at least our thought for today is, I tweeted this a couple of days ago, the problem with not expressing your displeasure with the business's services or products is that you allow them to seem like a great brand when in fact they've gro- when they've got room to grow or improve. Sharing your experience with others also protects them from engaging with an underperforming brand, right? And the reason why I chose this one today is because we're speaking about not keeping quiet when you don't like the things that are out there in society, right? I'm not just talking about the male podcasts and the weird things that they say, but I'm just saying in your environment, if you're the kind of person who's like, there's a lot of crime in my community, don't keep quiet. Do something about it. Don't feel afraid to speak up or act because you think it will make you unpopular. Well-behaved men and women don't make history. Right. So if you want to be a leader, if you want to be somebody who pioneers things, if you want to be somebody who actually makes a meaningful change in society, you have to be willing to A, be misunderstood, say the unpopular stuff, have integrity that no one's willing to have. Because let me tell you, all of these things that we're doing, these temporary things of being about the coolest content now, that stuff doesn't last for long. There are many celebrities and influencers who were popping five years ago who are not even known now. Right. So what what does that say to you? It says that longevity is created by value, not necessarily by popularity, but short term gains are created by popularity. If you want to be somebody who's a leader 10 years from now, you want to be an Obama, you want to be someone that makes something meaningful, be about integrity and the longevity of it all. Okay, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode. I know that we all love each other in this community. So be kind <laughs> when you're sharing your comments in the comment section to each other and to me. and but, but be honest and share your views. 
Please don't forget to share this conversation on all the social media platforms and you can tag us at the Label Line Show or at Label Line underscore SA. Until next time, don't forget that the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Toodles. Level line with the podcast, teach you lessons cause I got class. Level line with the impact, you be lying, that's a